afternoon, we're chatting with Ru Xu, who's one of the authors of this year's Young Readers Festival. Now, Ru is the creator of the graphic novel series Newsprints with Skullstick's Graphics Imprints, and Newsprints is the, and its sequel, Endgames, have been nominated for an Edgar and an Ingnats. Ru is also currently working on a semi-animated webcomic called Saint for Rent, which I'm sure she'll tell us all about in today's interview. Welcome to the program, Ru, and thank you so much for, for joining us today. Oh, well, thank you so much. That was a wonderful introduction. You basically said everything I usually say about myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, for our listeners who want to meet you, they'll be able to do so on Facebook this afternoon, Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3. And uh, perhaps we can ask you other things in the interview as well. I think in the course of today's chat, we'll be able to find out maybe Rue's favorite ice cream flavor or something like that. I'm just keeping the audience... <laughs> Um, so maybe let's start off uh, uh, with what you're working on at the moment, um, Saint for Rent. What is that about? Well, Saint for Rent is, as you know, uh, it's my webcomic. It's um, about a guy named Saint. He runs an inn for time travelers. And um, his friends and family visit him from different points of their lives. And sometimes they're just completely different than what he remembers. Unfortunately, they all seem to attract some supernatural entities and get into supernatural trouble. So he always sort of takes it upon himself to try to bail them out or help them. Uh, He really does his best to keep his guests happy. And uh, he's always just looking forward to the next guest who comes by. Where did this idea come from? It's really, really good. I was reading it. (laughs) Where did this idea Um, come from? The truth is I travel a lot. um, And when I came up with St. Friend, I was actually traveling a lot between um, Hong Kong and the U.S. I went to to, uh, art school in Hong Kong for about half a year. Because uh, the school that I w- uh, that I went to, the college had a Hong Kong campus. Ah, um, it's the Savannah College of Art and Design. Yes. Um, so I was always traveling around and always flying back and forth. So I was getting jet lagged, and also um, I was thinking, you know, this would probably be even worse if I was a time traveler. So <laughs> at the time, time travel was pretty popular, and um, I thought, this is kind of a fun idea. I'm going to go and just run with it. Yeah. Were you always the creative type? I mean, growing up when you were a little girl, did you sort of always daydream and were you always that creative? I'm always still daydreaming, to be quite (laughs) honest, (laughs) even on uh, long car trips. Um, But it it is really funny. When I was in the second grade, my teacher gave us an assignment um, talking about short-term goals and long-term goals. And, you know, for short-term goals, um, I had what a lot of my classmates had, which was like, you know, I'm just going to try to get good grades next week. And for long-term goals, like my classmates were sort of like, I'm going to try to get good grades for the rest of the year. And um, I sort of missed that part of, you know, my teacher was like, yeah, long-term goals can be a very long time away. So I was like, yeah, when I grow up, I'm going to be a writer and an artist. Wow. And so. And you reach your long-term goal. Yeah, yeah. I I did my Hail Mary shot and um, got into graphic novels. And because I am an author of graphic novels, I get to do both now. Growing up, did you read a lot of graphic novels? Growing up, did you read a lot of comics? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, I read a lot of newspaper comics, um, like Garfield. Me too. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
Garfield, um, Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah. Um, and uh, also a lot of uh, manga um, like uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! and um, Shaman King. Um, basically, I grew up with a lot of Shonen Jump stuff as well. Yeah. Um, did your family encourage you to, to read comics or was there a, a sort of a mentality of, you know, read harder stuff? Um, I ask that because I think that's the sentiment for, for, for many parents that we, we've spoken to in the past. They, they sort of want you to read, you know, um, uh, level up rather than comics. Um, well, um, I, I basically read everything, so it didn't really matter yeah. to my parents. <laughs> but um, the thing about comics is that... Um, they are able to teach you a sort of literacy that you don't necessarily get with just um, textbooks because it teaches you how to read the context of images with um, text as well. And um, as, you, as you probably realize in today's uh, internet society, um, memes and all of those things, it's all about the context. So to understand this new language that's developing online, you know, teaching children very early on how to both read and understand and interpret uh, the idea of images with text to enhance each other. Um, it's going to be very important later on in life. Absolutely. And it sort of make you a stronger reader, if that's even a phrase, you know, just the way to link how the, the conversation and the and, and how the boxes are linked um, to, to tell the, the, the story. I, of, I often find comics actually quite difficult <laughs> to read and you have to sort of master, you know, which box to jump to um, mm -hmm. when, when you're yeah, reading. Yeah. And um, different um, different regions that specialize in comics have different, you know, languages in terms of how they make comics. Like um, when people read Japanese manga, um, they read it differently than how they would read American comics. Absolutely. And same as how, you know, they would read it differently from French comics. Uh, exactly. Um, it's not uh -huh. just like the People language. who read comics are smarter. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not just the language. It's also just how, you know, the, the panels are laid out on the page. Um, like, you know, uh, European comics, you know, sometimes they'll have 10 or more panels on a page, whereas... Um, for, you know, American style comics, maybe around 10 or fewer, a little fewer. Um, American comics have, um, tend to have a lot more text in them. And then there's, um, well, American superhero comics. And then there's manga, which is, you know, tends to be four to six panels, um, in general. And, um, they, how do I say this? They emphasize more on the story beats and the emotional beats. Mm -hmm. And so like being able to just switch between the different kinds of stories um, and the storytelling is kind of, um, it's kind of cool because it opens up you up to different experiences and different, um, different mindsets that come with, uh, you know, these different regions. Yeah. Well, Rue, you're an illustrator as well as a writer. So mm -hmm. what comes to you first? Does the image come to you first or do you sort of have a line, a conversation, and then the image will then come to you after the line? I mean, how does it work? What's your process typically? Um, sometimes it's uh, the image that comes first. Sometimes it's the, the text that comes first. Um, I, it, it's really hard to say, uh, it really depends on the project. Sometimes I come up with a title and I'm just like, that's really interesting. I wonder what kind of story would go with that title. Um, and that happens a lot actually. That's and so sometimes, crazy. um, I see a character that I really like, 
Um, all my favorite characters die. It's just kind of a curse. So I, what, what ends up happening is I kind of just hold on to that character in my mind and then kind of change them and, you know, make them more of like what, what spoke to me sort of like, you know, I kind of bring that out more and more as I think about them. And eventually I turn them into a, a new character. And um, then I start to write a whole new story about them. And um, usually people can't tell who the original you know, character was. I don't think I've had anyone actually point out, oh yeah, Saint does look like so-and-so, doesn't he? <laughs> because he doesn't, he doesn't look like him anymore. I, I don't want to say, it's a little embarrassing. <laughs> Why do they die off in the end? I don't know. I think I, it's because um, my favorite characters tend to be the characters that are um, side characters or supporting characters. So it's not it's not necessarily that they die off, but they don't get the um, the narrative treatment that a main character would. Mm -hmm. But also some of them die off because I also like villains. So, <laughs> you know, villains get defeated in the end. Absolutely. Um, let's talk a little bit more about the way you, you draw. Are you still sort of drawing by hand or do you, uh, have you moved on digitally these days when you're creating? Well, um, yes, I'm completely dig digital, wow. um, but I still draw by hand. Um, since, you know, since the very beginning, I use uh, Wacom tablets. Um, so I've, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've basically used tablets my entire drawing career um wow. it's only recently that i switched to a cintiq and that's because um my friend uh, upgraded hers so she let me have her old one and um so tablets uh drawing tablets are basically um you you have your own sort of pencil um and then you have like a board and you can draw on it and it inputs directly into the computer um so when it comes to a cintiq um, the the screen is built into the board so you can draw directly onto the screen. Wow. That's really cool technology. And what's it called? Um, they're called drawing tablets or art tablets. Um, the brand I use is Wacom. Okay. Um, and but there's a lot of other brands too um, out there. So uh, I always recommend everyone sort of look into and research what they want to buy because uh, now there's just so much competition for so many things. Um, and uh, sometimes, you know, each one has pros and cons. Exactly. I was going to say for, for some of our listeners listening who are sort of getting into illustration, um, mm -hmm. how can you find a good drawing tablet and what are some of the things that you should be looking for? Um, so one of the things that you want to be considering is uh, drawing sensitivity, um, which is, you know, how well does the drawing board sort of pick up, you know, your emotions um, and for me, Wacom tablets have been pretty great in, um, in you know, picking up how hard I'm pressing or how fast I'm, you know, drawing. Um, so there's also, you know, price, I imagine. Um, but that's Wacom a good point is, about the sensitivity uh, because you, you don't want to be drawing too fast, but for the, uh, for the pen, not to pick up on the strokes and then, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, but you know, um, you know, most of the most of the drawing tablets uh, that shouldn't be a problem. But um, for me, it's because I draw more simply. Um, I have a more cartoonist sort of um, style. So for people who are more like digital painting, 
um, where uh, the sensitivity is especially important to them, um, I can see that it would be more of an interest to uh, research more into what kind of sensitivity, sensitivity each tablet brings. Um, and, you know, since price is always um, an issue, um, I, I do admit Wacom is one of the more expensive brands, um, which is why I've only had um, two tablets in my entire life. And, um, well, my current one I got for free because my friend didn't want hers anymore. That's a great thing. Um, and, and you're giving yeah, a new yeah, life. I, I got a little lucky there. Um, but I do also draw on the iPad um, because uh, the iPad has a lot of um, art programs in the App Store, and some of them are free, and some of them, you know, you pay for it. But um, the sensitivity on iPads are pretty good too, and I also um, use it for when I'm traveling and want to work. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Rue, I was going to say, how has this pandemic sort of changed your um, working habit? Has it made you sort of given you a bit more time to focus on your work? Has it sort of made you more bored and hence given you more creativity? I don't know. How has this pandemic sort of uh, uh, given you opportunities or challenged your, your work in, in any shape or form? Well, prior to the pandemic, I used to travel around and do conventions um, in which um, I would set up shop at an artist alley in, say, a Comic-Con. And I would sell, you know, prints of my art, um, my books. I would sell, you know, merchandise of, um, like, keychains and stuff um, mm -hmm. that I had made and printed out um, of, you know, not only my characters, but some fan arts, too. Um, so now that I don't do that anymore, I, let me think, now that I don't do that anymore, I can focus on, um, projects that I wanted to start, but didn't have time to because I was traveling a lot, you know, um, back during the convention heyday, I'd be gone maybe, you know, at least one weekend out of a month. And um, I had friends who were traveling out to a different convention like every other weekend for like a full year. Um, so it, it is kind of interesting to sort of like let that fall back to focus on projects. <laughs> Yeah. Well, hopefully this will be something of the past and we can look forward to uh, a new normal. I know they say this is the new normal, but I think the new normal is to still come once we've all been vaccinated and then sort of can, can resume uh, to, to traveling again. Uh, meanwhile, uh, before I let you go, Ru, what are some of your hobbies when you're not uh, writing and when you're not uh, drawing, when you're not illustrating? What do you do for fun? Um, I play, I play video games, uh, these days. I started one called Genshin Impact last year, so now I'm playing that quite often. Um, Do you happen also, to play Animal Crossing? Only because I like oh, Animal yeah, Crossing. Oh yeah, I did play Animal Crossing for a while. Um, all my friends were playing, so I got it too. And, um, it was really fun to visit everyone in their little islands. Um, I'm and everyone, like, made such great islands. And once I got to the terraforming in which you could start reshaping your island and make it beautiful like everyone else's, I was like, this is intimidating. Oh, oh, oh. So I stopped. <laughs> I, I must admit, I don't think I'm at that level yet. I'm still playing on the Switch. Everybody's playing on the DS. I'm still old school in that little handheld <laughs> DS Switch. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, so the, the, the oh. DS, the Nintendo DS, you know, the, the, the primitive mm -hmm. version of the Switch? 
Mm-hmm. That, that's the one I'm yes, still playing. I have, I have one too. Um, yeah, I played that version too for a while. Um, mm. That one was fun. Um, the new one is fun too, of course. I, I must try it. Um, yeah, aside from aside from games, I also um, write fan fiction um, because you know it, it's kind of fun to sort of play in someone else's sandbox every once in a while, and also like not worry about how sellable the story is or if you're reaching your target audience. Because um, when it comes to when it comes to fanfic, if you know you write fanfic of someone's favorite character, that's all it. That's all you need to draw them in. Like pretty much nothing else. They're just like, oh yeah, I love it when this character falls in love. I'm and gonna read that one. That- <laughs> yeah. Very smart, um, Rue. It's such a pleasure to meet you and to chat with you today. Remind our listeners: Have you got a, a website, or are you on social media that we can find out more about you and your work? Yeah, yeah. You can um, see more about my work on my website, uh, ruemzu.com. That's R-U-E-M-X-U dot com. And I'm on Twitter and most other social media as Rue Emzu as well. At Rue Emzu. <laughs> Excellent. Well, lovely to chat with you today. And I look forward to meeting you in person uh, once this whole pandemic goes away. Thank you so much. And we've been chatting with Rue Shu, who is one of the authors of this year's Young Readers Festival. Thank you so much. Thank you.